You are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. I will be your host for this episode. I'm Mike, and I am joined by the illustrious Austin. Hello. We don't have a, a, a guest on this episode, but we, we will next week. Um, I'm, of course, referring to our, our brief interaction with a very well-known ring bearer. Ah, yes. Um, our topic for this evening is an interesting one. And before we dive into this topic, I just want to say kind of like, you know, like disclaimer, um, neither of us is a mental health professional and we do not intend for anything that we may discuss tonight, uh, to be interpreted as diagnosis or to be taken as medical information. Okay. Um, I also want to say that the conversation tonight is not really, it's not about solving a problem. I think it's really kind of just more about keeping this topic kind of on people's minds because this is something that I think we can very easily overlook and we we need to we need to be discussing this I think a lot because it pops up a lot um after you know having said that our topic tonight is going to be mental illness and witchcraft oof um yeah this is a tricky tricky topic it, it is a tricky topic because we I I, I do have mental illness, and what um, I have—I mean, I don't want to go into huge detail about what I have, but let's just say that my brain, my brain doesn't work so well when it comes to certain things. Other Austin told me what you have. Oh, other Austin—he yeah. he was talking to me. He's very chatty. He is very chatty. Ugh, I need to kill him. So, but I do have mental illness, and I'm a pretty. I'd like to think I'm a pretty well-established practitioner um, in, my, in my craft, and it, it, it really is a struggle, and it is really important to try and find the balance for those two. I, I'm, I'm just going to say right now, and, I, and, um, and this is purely my opinion, but I, I am of the, uh, of the opinion that pretty much everybody in the world that we live in uh, these days, particularly here in our little corner of the world, is balancing some sort of mental health issue. I agree. And, you know, and I think that the, the, the sad reality of that is that we live in a world that drives us crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least for the foreseeable future, there will be no change to that, right? So we need to do what we can to balance our, our needs as, as, as healthily as possible, right? Um, but along those lines, okay, um, I before we kind of di- dive into a discussion on how this subject pops up in more contemporary spiritual practice and communities, I do want to take a moment and kind of address that mental illness um, is a kind of an interesting situation or interesting phenomena when we look at spiritual practice, because we know through archaeological evidence um, and just, you know, just stories from many of these traditions, a lot of them indigenous kinds of spiritual practices. But we know that a lot of the old spiritual traditions, whether they be indigenous or whether they maybe just be just, we could be classifying them as folk practices, um, being mentally ill was sometimes like, that was that was part of it, right? Mm-hmm. That was part of the practice. Yeah. Like you, the it was the, the people in the you know, the clan, the tribe, the village, the, you know, whatever, the community, it was the people in the community that were born 
and even at very young ages were already kind of showing signs of some sort of mental instability that that was in a lot of communities that was kind of seen as like that was the sign like this is our next shaman mm. or this is someone who communicates with the spirits right this is someone who you know and you know and and again different cultures different peoples you know different ideas around what that really is right but it's interesting to me that that in many older traditions that is or or has been a component and is recognized to be a part of spiritual power um but in saying that and and actually the only reason i'm saying that is to actually draw a distinction between that and what we see happening in modern spiritual practice and the reason i want to make that distinction is because new agers um like to believe that the way that they do the things they do that their beliefs and their practices are the same or carry the same value and weight that many of these older practices do Mm -hmm. and we know they do not yeah because most of what the New Agers are doing is either stolen and has been twist, twisted beyond any real value or meaning, um, or it's made up. It's stuff that some crazy guru has pulled out of his ass to try to sucker a bunch of people into giving him money. Yeah. Um, so I do want to make that distinction very clear. Okay. Um, no. If you are involved in a practice that does not have very specific roots to particular culture, tradition, people... Um, you you cannot justify your mental instability as a component of your spiritual practice. That that's just that 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 is is yeah. You you can't you can't. Um, to add to that, I I do want to say if you are someone who does find yourself in the ayahuasca seeking a new ager light worker, you know, got to try all the indigenous plant medicine. I just want to say right now, stop with the ayahuasca and the peyote ceremonies. Um, a new one that people have been in the shop asking for now is uh, Sananga. Sananga. Mm-hmm. I've um, also had Hape. Yes, Hape. Too. Yes, Hape. Exactly. Yes. Um, which actually is is that the ritual, I believe. It's not even what you take. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Um, but there's people come in and they look for these things, I think. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is that in the process of seeking these things out, I think that people buy into this idea this idea that um, these things are going to somehow be a cure-all or a miracle for them, right? And I think that right there, the, the very idea of that being, a, being believing that something like an ayahuasca ceremony, a peyote ceremony, a hape ceremony, you know, putting drops of sananga in your eye, you know, because it's going to expand your consciousness and it's fucking not... Um, that this is somehow going to be your easy gateway into enlightenment. I think that that is, in in essence, that that is mental illness. That to have that expectation of something like this, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You're a crazy person to believe that. Well, I just um, I also want to state like almost everyone in the world has some form of mental illness. So the idea that it's low vibe, that it's not real is absolutely crazy. And so if you're one of those people who find yourself on that end of like, oh, I just need to raise my vibe. It'll fix my depression. Or if you're one of those people who think that you can just spiritually bypass a broken heart or my most recent favorite one was that schizophrenia is a generational curse. Um, Yeah. You need to understand that just because 
your brain, the organ that does these things and regulates this, is doing is either doing something too much, not enough, or is not producing something, or the synapses aren't firing correctly. Just because that's a thing, you as a person, there is nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And that is okay. It is okay to be mentally ill as long as you are taking care of yourself. As long as you're doing the necessary things in a mundane manner to manage that, you know? And and if that means that you're taking your Lexapro in combination with draping yourself in all the rose quartz and amethyst you can find, awesome. But it's when you stop taking your medication that is literally making your brain produce the things it needs to do so you can function as a human being in substitution for crystals. Yes. So so that actually that that is um, that's actually a good segue because the the one of the next things I was going to ask you to really talk about Austin was spiritual bypassing. Spiritual bypassing, <clears throat> a lot of people don't understand what this is, and I'm still struggling with this. I mean, spiritual bypass. To bypass is to go around or not well, have to I, do I mean, something. I, people understand the terminology, I guess. The, the challenge is, as I think a lot of people don't see the behavior. They don't recognize the behavior as spiritual bypass. Okay. Here's what we'll do. Uh, I will give an example, and I will make it centered around... Um, I'll make it centered around mental illness. I have a client. I have a client. And uh, said client came to me and they wanted me to do a cleansing on them. Because, and I quote, I wanted to, I, I was told that you will be able to get all of the bad out of me. No one and nothing has that power to get the quote unquote bad out of you. So I had to have this conversation with someone and they said, well, I'm seeing a therapist. And I was like, okay, well, that's great. Have you actually had this conversation with your therapist? And they're like, well, no, I end up therapizing my therapist. I'm like, okay, so you need to find a new therapist. Yeah, that's a bad therapist. That's a bad therapist. And the fact that you've been there for, (coughs) been with this person for 10 years tells me that you've really not done any work. And so they wanted to sit down, have me do a reading, and I told them, you need to switch therapists, you need to stop focusing on relationships, and you do need to figure out ways to start to love and be comfortable with yourself. And their response was, I don't believe in that. And my response was, then you're never going to find a healthy relationship. You're always going to be bringing your excess baggage into everything else, and no amount of clearing, crystal, raising vibes, smoking weed... None of that is going to fix it because you have actively just sat here and looked at me straight in the face and said, I don't want to do the work. I want you to fix me. I can't fix you. You have to fix you and you have to go through a mundane manner to do it. Well, back in ancient times, back in ancient times, we didn't have the lovely convenience of westernized medicine where you can take... Back in ancient times, we didn't have the ability... For someone who had a chronic disease to take a pill that maintains them and expands their life to live as long as they can, as long as they are actively physically taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. No, you just died early and that was that. Yeah. It's funny you, you mentioned that because I was having this conversation with someone just the other day. Um, 
and they were talking it was another one of these these light workers you know quote unquote you know new agers light workers who was talking about how needing to take something like a a mood stabilizer you know uh, some sort whatever some sort of medication to kind of balance mental health right that that was something that would be considered low vibrational or low vibrational it would run kind of counter to you know the uh expansion of yourself as a spiritual being right and i and i i was thinking about that and i was like Okay, we have these medicines now because of evolutions mm-hmm. in our awareness and our understanding of our being mm-hmm. I and our science. Also, I guarantee this is also a person who thinks that it's that that taking LSD to have a spiritual experience is completely fine. Oh, ex- yeah, this is exactly what this is like. Like they won't take. Uh, oh God! I, you, you mentioned Xanax. Yeah, they won't take a Xanax. And actually, to be honest, nobody should take a Xanax because it's actually pretty bad for your brain. Well, it's but bad uh, for your brain but people people need they need to take what they need to take, right? Uh, but but they, yeah, they won't take a Xanax. But oh, but yeah, but they'll pay five thousand dollars to travel to Peru to do an ayahuasca ceremony, which isn't even really an ayahuasca ceremony because they were down there and they're probably just drinking peppermint tea and gasoline, which is what a lot of those people end up doing down there. They're, you're not really getting the real shit. Um, anyway, but that was that's acceptable. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's the weirdest thing. It is the weirdest fucking thing to see the justifications and the just the mental gymnastics these people do. Well, so here here's my question, because I have this question a lot. Okay, so if it's so self-limiting in your expansion, if it's so self-limiting of your spiritual development, then why then did our ancestors take what was herbal medicine back then? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that also be counter? Well, no, because it comes from the earth. Okay, but every medication we have, we can find a lot of those ingredients in nature. Yeah, They've just been taken, refined, and processed to their purest, most concentrated form. Because, yeah, you can take three capsules of St. John's Wort a day if you know what you're doing. Or you could take one pill... 10 milligrams of an antidepressant a day Mm -hmm. and see the effect happen more consistently and effectively without having photosensitivity. Yeah. I I love the people who who do the like, you know, like, well, it's rooted in nature or the people that are like, well, you know, hundreds of years ago, like making those comparisons because you... The, the hundreds of years ago argument around that you that know, bothers is, me because these are also ridiculous the same people who are googling everything on their fucking smartphone well exactly well i mean yes yeah, so they're, they're obviously they're hypocrites but um you know and, and and uneducated to boot but um but also we we don't live in the same world that our ancestors hundreds of years ago mm-hmm. lived in oh these are also people who drive like diesel trucks and are super spiritual well i'm yeah I'm, I'm not concerned about the other details of their life the 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 the, the, the main piece that you know that we're talking about at the moment at least is that these are people who are willing to justify and make excuses for things because they've chosen to buy into a particular agenda and you know uh and in a very false system of belief mm-hmm. you know uh but then they go around the problem is, is they're not happy just believing that for themselves and applying that to themselves then they have to go around and they have to preach that bullshit to other people mm-hmm. and I, there's not a single person out there who who doesn't want a magic answer Right? I know a moment ago I said they don't exist, and I stand by that. They don't. There's no such thing as a magic answer. Uh, but who doesn't want that? You know, and if you are one of these people that is, you know, like, well, I don't take medication because blah, 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 and you come across the wrong person, and for whatever that reason, that person is susceptible to that information, 
you know, they are, you know, maybe they're having a moment of weakness and they decide I'm going to buy in because this person mm-hmm. seems to know what they're talking about. Now you, you, in essence, you have now taken responsibility for what that person may or may not do to continue to support and balance their own mental health. Yeah. Right. Because you are out there proselytizing and pushing your bullshit light worker agenda on how the medication that you need to take to remain stable is bad for you spiritually. And that is bullshit mm-hmm. have you ever met anybody along those lines just really quick have you ever known anybody like we we know a lot of we know a lot of people who do spiritual work mm-hmm. a lot of psychics a lot of mediums a lot of healers we you know if, if there's a, a label or a title for it we know someone who does it between mm-hmm. the two of us have you ever met anybody anybody doing that kind of work that actually said like oh yeah i don't take these medications i mean a legitimate practitioner i'm not talking these fucking new agers who think that they've got something real going on okay but have you ever met anybody that was actually like like i don't take these medications because they hinder my ability i have okay all right explain that to me because i have not and it's not been my experience that that actually is how that works i have met people who who say that but i also will say I've heard that from people who are very, 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 very close to me. And my response is if something as simple as taking something to help balance your mood and balance your balance your actual like body and brain chemistry is strong enough to block your sight or your healing ability, you have lacked your daily practice and you're entirely relying on being a live wire. Which means that you have no control and therefore shouldn't be doing that work to begin with. I, so anyway. just, I was just going to say that. I was going to say if they're not taking personal accountability or responsibility, then they should mm-hmm. not be doing work for other exactly. people. Um, I, I have met people like that. And I will say this. As someone who has been doing spiritual work for other people professionally since I was 16, started reading, doing healing work for people... Um, I went through the rounds of medication. I had doctors who were thinking that I was schizophrenic and then I was bipolar and all this other stuff. And so I've gone through that and I have had that moment where I'm like, I is, am I getting good information? Am I pulling the, like, am I really in touch? And I had to check myself there and I had to develop coping skills to do that. And that was my first sign that I was not balanced because the sign of any good balanced medication cocktail that you need to take, in, in my opinion, as someone who has studied psychology as well, um, is you don't really feel it. You feel better, you feel more in control, but you don't feel zombie-ish. You don't feel sluggish. It hardly affects your normal everyday life. It just kicks in, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're not flying off the handle for the most inconvenient thing every five minutes. You know, I I, I would I would agree for the most part. I also want to say that I, I, again, and this is just my opinion, but I I don't know that modern medical science. I don't know that we've necessarily developed the best ways to handle a lot of these situations. No, we haven't. As some again, as someone who is, an, I'm a medium. When you go and you tell your parents, "I'm seeing this thing," of course, the first response is going to be, "You're crazy." Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm not even talking about a situation like that. I'm talking like medical professionals. I think that because of the broad spectrum of um, identifiable mental health issues, mm-hmm. and because 
all of us are different and can have very differing brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. I think that there are, um, I think that it can be difficult sometimes on a mundane level, I think to be able to treat a lot of these things um, maybe as specifically as we need to. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we see a lot of issues where people take medication and the medication might absolutely help them with this, but it mm-hmm. doesn't help them with this. Yeah, well, it's because in Western right? medicine, you also <clears throat> treat the symptom, not the whole. Ex- yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. So, that's okay. I mean, I, anyway, I, I don't want to get into medicine. So basically, so bottom line, spiritual bypass, like what, what, would, you, what would your definition of spiritual bypassing be? My bottom line of def- def- my definition of spiritual bypassing is refusing to actually take care of your mental health in a mundane fashion, and that includes making sure that if you are schizophrenic, you are taking the medications that you need and seeing a therapist, and not going to a sound bath, and not doing these things in replacement therein. By all means, go to the sound bath. By all means, go see your Reiki practitioner. By all means. <laughs> Go get that weekly clearing that you think you need because demons are attached to you. Yeah. As long as you are also doing everything else in the mundane world to handle that. Okay. There are people who come in and they just don't know how to handle the slightest inconvenience in their life. Mm -hmm. And it hits them and everything is negative and I just need all the negativity gone. You are the source of that usually. And you are usually the one who is in control on whether or not you are letting it affect you like it is. And then when you have people who come in and they're talking about all of these mental health things. And the thing is, is you can tell when someone is legitimate, like you have spiritual ability and you're dialed all the way up to 10 because you've never actually trained or done any type of work towards it. Mm -hmm. And you can also tell when it's like, oh, no, 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 you're just crazy. Yeah. No. Well, th- those two things can exist in the same person. And they can exist in you, the same you person. You can be seriously mentally ill and also have really get, be very psychically gifted. Mm-hmm. That, that happens a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, but those things don't, I don't think those things necessarily run in tandem uh, at least not in the way that, again, back at the beginning of the episode, that they would have maybe been perceived to mm-hmm. by older practices. Yes. So basically, bottom line, spiritual bypassing bad, but spiritual bypassing is not actually doing the mundane medical things that you need to do to keep it balanced and instead rushing for the crystal, yeah. rushing for the spell. Okay. Um, it's it's what you just said that and I, I that you're going to I I so far in this episode I've said some very very uh, nasty remarks specifically targeting the new age and light worker community for this kind of behavior because the oh witchcraft God, community is because just as bad. they they are really bad, but yes, absolutely. We we talk to witches and pagans, not New Agers, not light workers, because they're different things. New Agers and light workers are not witches and pagans. Very different approach to your spirituality and belief system. Um, but we we absolutely we talk to witches and pagans every day who run into the same issue. You know, like mm. I don't need to go see a therapist because I'll just burn a black candle and banish this this unwanted energy that's making me a, a mentally ill person right mm-hmm. like i mean that that happens right even within, within yes. the, so it's not really i think even something that comes down to individual practices i think to be honest it's just a human thing it is a human thing. by nature we just have a tendency to seek the easy answer seek the easy answer and then with the with the rise of the hot button topic shadow work 
Um, well, don't shit on Shadowwork because if if you're talking about Shadowwork as it and what it as what it really well, is, Shadowwork's legit. Shadowwork is legit, but sitting down and writing in your journal. Yeah, that's not shadow work. That's not shadow you're, work. You're keeping a diary. You're, you're, and going and seeing someone who will then, like, I'm a firm believer that you can have someone who can assist you in your shadow work, but they don't get to, they they don't get to do more than that. They get a hold space for you. I think sometimes we, I, okay. I think more often than not, it's actually good to have an external voice yes. in shadow work because I, ideally someone who is licensed to do that kind of work, right? Mm-hmm. Not someone just, who's actually you know, trained in psychology. Yeah, ideally, you and know, all those or, or, you know, I mean, and it doesn't have to be a mental health professional. I mean, it, you know, God, it could be anybody that's like, like a legitimate spiritual practitioner who has a lot of years of experience behind them in dealing with many, many different kinds of people and many mm-hmm. different kinds of challenges, that that would also, I think, yeah. be potentially applicable for well, a process and, like Shadow Work. And also someone who does also do their own work. Well, they have to. Absolutely. They have to. If they're if they're not doing their own shit, then, yeah, you're you're going to waste your time. Yes. But I think we need an external voice sometimes because if we don't, I, I know, at least in my own experience and in interacting with a lot of people over the years around shadow work, people doing shadow work, the biggest challenge that a lot of those people have is they, they don't hold themselves accountable to the work. No, they don't. I... So, so when you have these people who are thinking that you can do shadow work by just continuously acknowledging that there's something there, but never actually doing anything about it, you know, acknowledging that you have mommy and daddy issues and then writing about it in your journal and then putting it away. And then the next dark moon, cause it's always the dark moon or the full moon sometimes, oh, um, it pops up and you're now even worse. What you're doing is you're repressing, you're repressing, you're not working through anything. Real shadow work is doing is being able to sit alone with yourself when something has been triggered and go, why? Okay, why? And actually going back all the way through to like, why is this triggering me? And then actively making the choice and the decision around that of, I have control over this trigger. I can act. I can do work to actively gain control of that, and that's where a therapist would come in or an external source, or deciding to let that rule your life. Knowing a shadow is not shadow work. That's knowing a shadow. That's yeah. not even half the battle. They're, they're they're missing the work. Yes, in their shadow work. And so, <clears throat> so there's been this uprising now of practitioners, witches included, who are shadow work professionals and i've never seen such a group of mentally unstable people people who claim to do shadow work and do their own oh shadow God, work. yes every every person out there now who can't identify themselves as a shaman is now calling themselves a shadow walker well it's like that's bullshit well if you're sitting there and you're claiming to be someone who does shadow work and helps facilitate that for other people you best not be getting triggered at every little thing mm-hmm you best have taken down some of your big shadows and integrated them. And it's my also firm opinion that shadow work should happen organically. If you are a witch and you are doing your work and you're doing your true spiritual work, you should be slowly and organically allowing those things to integrate, which means if someone goes, you know, you do this thing, right? You don't fly off the handle and get offended. You go, okay, can we talk about that? And you're an adult about it, not a child. 
So that's my two cents on shadow work. Okay. No, you're, you're good. Okay. Shadow Spirit- work is not a replacement for therapy. Uh, no, it absolutely cannot be. No. Um, okay. So uh, let's, let's kind of move beyond the, the scope of spiritual bypass a bit, because I, I think that spiritual bypass is something to be honest that we all really we all do to some extent right oh most some of us are some of us are consciously aware that we're doing it though Mm -hmm. and we try to be uh we try to be controlling around that kind of Mm -hmm. situation right or we try to make sure we don't do that shit right or uh but you know but i i i think really it's it's the people that like that that becomes like that's their whole spiritual practice Mm -hmm. like that that's the challenge yeah um so i want to talk though uh, you know uh, moving that a bit forward to the the, what i say the truly problematic Mm -hmm. and these things definitely do link up because i think to be honest if you spiritually bypass enough that's going to escalate that is eventually going to get you to the point of spiritual psychosis which is the one that i really want to talk about and you know and it's interesting because that 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 term itself spiritual psychosis is um it's it's all over the place right now it's all over the internet it's popping up in a lot of articles showing up on like pagan blogs and things i mean it's something that a lot of people are discussing but in the um context of that conversation i I see a lot of people talking about it in a way where I'm like, well, this isn't, this isn't really what this is, right? Or, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I want to talk about that a little bit because I, I think that that more often is really that that's the challenge that we see, right? Yeah. When you see someone who is caught in a process of spiritual bypass, if that person is truly intent on on you know continuing to grow and learn, you know, and you're particular in the way that you approach them around that, I think a lot of the times people are aware to have they're, they're open to have that conversation right or they a lot of people i think are you know they're open at least to the extent of, of you kind of pointing that out to them and them going oh i didn't really think about it like that mm-hmm. you know um at least most of the people i've interacted with it's it's the the spiritual psychotics that are the ones that are like okay you know, it doesn't matter what you say to this person they're going to justify what they are doing even if what they are doing is flushing themselves down the toilet Oh, yeah. Right. So I've noticed over the years in interacting with spiritual psychotics, though, that um, there are really two types of people who fall into this kind of circumstance. One is people, and we've already kind of discussed this a bit. One is people who disregard the science behind modern medicine. Mm hmm because they've bought into new age ideologies about like high vibes and and mm-hmm. consciousness right every time i hear someone drop the term fifth dimensional consciousness i i'll be honest and this is going to make me sound like a jerk but i immediately write that person off as a crazy person yep i'm like if you have incorporated this into your belief system that you proudly dropped that in conversation you're it's too late for you you're you're done you're gone um, like I said, and I don't, I'm not proud of that. And that's, that's a me issue. I need to probably be more tolerant, um, and maybe make more of an effort to reach out to that person. But I'll admit when I hear that, that kind of shit, I, I, I shut down immediately. I'm like, this conversation is not going anywhere. I won't be tolerant of that. I'll be the opposite side of that coin. I will immediately write you off because you're going to be your own worst enemy and your own destruction. And yes. I have no yes. room for that type of negativity yes. in my life. And when you, when your when your tower begins to collapse, I do not want to be at the base to be crushed by your bubble. Nope. Um, so I've noticed that though, okay, where the people who who willingly disregard science, disregard what we know, disregard legitimate information about the spiritual practices that they claim in favor of UPG 
and their own concept of like what feels good, right? It's a very QAnon kind of a mindset, right? Mm. Which is, I think, where we see a lot of the overlap between like these like white supremacist government conspiracy theorist groups and the New Age community, right? It's like, wow, y'all are y'all are y'all are you're kind of starting mm-hmm. up your own cult here, right? Mm-hmm. So the other situation though, and these are people that I actually do kind of feel. I, I, I have compassion for these people, okay? But the other group is people who are mentally ill to begin with, right? Who often seek out the spiritual, they fall into patterns of spiritual bypass to address their mental health issues because they've tried therapy, they've tried medicine, mm-hmm. they've tried the things that they that most that we know we should be doing and for whatever reason, these things have failed them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and they, I, I get, you know, I guess in, in looking at that, it's, it's not really the, those people I think that like are in that particular situation. It's not that type of person that not that kind of spiritual psychotic that is really, I think the biggest issue here. It's the first group mm-hmm. primarily because Agreed. they're, they're the pushers of the agenda, mm-hmm. right? The second group I feel, again, I want to say, I feel some compa- compassion and sympathy for because these are people who have tried and because the mundane stuff hasn't worked, and sometimes, unfortunately, they run afoul of, who knows, maybe somebody in the first group, right? Mm-hmm. Or some other unethical practitioner or liar or con artist who basically sells them a miracle answer. Snake oil sells Right, them. exactly. Like, oh, well, you, you tried the medication and it didn't work, or you tried the therapy and it didn't work, and you know why? Because you're a star seed. Oh God! And you're a fifth dimensional consciousness being, and you're the reincarnation or reincarnation of who the fuck knows? You know, you're you're Metatron or Sandalphon, and you know it was some. I, I mean, I've heard these things. I've heard these things from people over the years, and these people were like dead serious saying this shit to people or saying this shit to me. Like I'm, you know, I'm I'm the I'm the human avatar of this particular goddess, right? It's like holy shit, do you hear yourself? And no, you're fucking not. And I can give you reasons why I know you're not because obviously you've never really actually done any research into this goddess, mm-hmm. right? Um, for these reasons. Well, also right? on top um, of that, if you were an avatar of this goddess, you would not probably be having some of the struggles you're having in your normal life right exactly like you're, yeah you're not going to be dealing with these kinds of issues you're not going to be you know having a hard time paying your bills you're not going to be doing that kind of shit you're not going to be experiencing those i'm going to say if you're things. an avatar for the goddess hecate you're not going to get scared at every little bump of the night that's just not going to happen exactly exactly um, and you're not going to have a fear of dogs no dogs aren't no gonna because as as someone who would maybe be stepping into that kind of position that 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 goddess will be taking care of you mm-hmm. um anyway but um, but I think that this is the group that I struggle or to feel or that I feel badly for, really, to be honest. But having said that, even people in this second group, these are still people that become problems within the community mm-hmm. because with enough time, they, they become, become the, first the first group. Yep. Because it's not just about them at that point. Then they have to also start to pitch that bullshit to other people, mm-hmm. other people, other people. And, you know, and so I guess in talking about that, Austin... What, what do we do? What do we do with this? And again, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this really, this is not an episode that's like about trying to seek a cure to this problem because I don't know that there really is one. There are far too many different personalities, different practices, different things that go into spiritual practice today or contemporary spiritual practice. But 
when when looking at this, if there were anybody listening to our podcast tonight that was like, oh, I think I either one, I could be struggling with this a bit, or two, I absolutely know someone who's caught up in a, a state of spiritual psychosis. They've gone over the edge. What what do we say to those people? What what can we as legitimate, ethical, honest practitioners, what can we say and do to help these people? Is there anything? The pessimist in me says there's not really much we can do. However, the healer in me says being a source of compassion for this person, being a safe space for this individual, allowing them to have that moment of mania, because they always come with mania. They always come with mania first. And then actually having a legitimate, like, okay, and not really acknowledging those things. So... I have had this experience being in this field for many years where I've had the person coming in going, I'm an avatar for, um, oh God, what was the most recent one I've heard? I'm an avatar for the Morrigan. And I'm the Morrigan reincarnated and da 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 and they're going off and all this stuff and they're sitting here and they're looking at this statue of Isis. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And they're talking about how this is such a beautiful depiction of the Morgan. I've never seen it. And I kindly correct. I'm like, well, that's because it's Isis. Morgan is actually down there. And they're like, no, that one's scary. And I was like, do you know who Morgan is? And clearly they don't. And that opened up. Well, of course, I, I, I this. And so, of course, this is a person who came in and they were asking me questions about how to do a spell. On the inside, I was like, you're an avatar for the Morrigan. You should have plenty of knowledge on how to work effective magic. She's a goddess of magic. You should fucking know, whatever. But on the outside, I went, mm, maybe I can give this person some real information to maybe hopefully effectively guide them down a more effective path. So I gave them some information, helped guide them, and they were appreciative of it and got them convinced that the Morrigan statue was not scary. But then they came in a couple weeks later and they're like, oh, well, I'm actually not an avatar for the Morrigan. I just realized I'm an avatar for Isis. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay, that's a lot of jumping around you're doing. So opened the floor for conversation, started talking, and I said, where are you getting this information? So it's it's having to have that conversation, which is the hardest. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, I don't know what happens in the end. Well, in the end, it's up. It's really ultimately it's up to them, It's up right? to them to take that information or to go, and all I can be is compassionate. But it's sad because you're sitting there, and as a person who's put themselves in a position to help others. You're like, I can't help you. I I can be kind. Yeah. I can be compassionate. I can help gear you towards something that's going to be effective, that's going to be good for you, but I can't make you want to let this idea go. That has to come down mm-hmm. to you and working with your therapist or your psychiatrist or whatever um in the same breath it's even more 
the spiritual psychosis that I've been experiencing are the people who think that the gods are talking to them. Yes, like the, the ones that are like, I'm married to Thor, or I played great games all afternoon with Freya. Or yes. it's it's always the Norse gods too. I noticed. Like, why is that? Really, they're probably just work. They're they're probably just have caught the attention of a trickster spirit. But whatever. Yeah. So, but I I you know, and I think that that part is more complicated and heart wrenching for me because I've had the experience of someone coming in, and again, it's it's always the Morgan too, mm-hmm. and it's someone who's very meek and very quiet, and oh well, the Morgan chose me, and I'm like, uh huh. So we start talking and we're going down this and they're like, oh, well, and I saw the pack of hounds and I'm like, hounds aren't associated with Morgan. So I start talking and you can just see their heart breaking because I'm taking this idea, this visage that they have built up of how they are mm-hmm. extremely special. Well, this is their identity. And I'm, I'm crushing it and I'm not meaning to. They're asking me questions. I'm giving, I'm, I'm giving answers. I'm guiding. And it ended with them crying and me basically telling them, like, it's okay. You can still venerate this goddess, but this is not a goddess who reaches out and goes, hi, we're best friends now. She's a war goddess. And if you can't tell your husband, no, I'm going to practice my witchcraft and you can go fuck yourself, you're probably not going to be working with the Morgan. Probably not. Because the Morgan would just as soon bop his head off and put it in a garden than she would fuck him. Yes, we're not advocating you do that to your partner, though. No. So, but <clears throat> okay, that's. I, I think pe- people here. I'm sitting here and, I'm, and we're relating, as you're relating these stories, and I think that a lot of people, when we have conversations like this, those of us who have been around a little bit longer and we've seen these kinds of patterns in people's lives again and again and again, mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people out there who, for whatever reason, because they're they're you know maybe they're so focused on what they're doing, mm-hmm. or you know they maybe they don't have what they would consider like a large or access to a large community of, of you know of spiritual practitioners you know i think there are a lot of people that hear conversations about this and they kind of have this like well i what like i've never heard of this is this really that big a deal but th- this this kind of behavior this situation this this stuff destroys lives it destroys lives it destroys relationships we, we know i can think of a, of a handful of people that because of their belief in these kinds of things because of how far they've gone over the edge with this stuff i know people who have gotten married to people who have been horrible abusive people and they they've married this person because they were told by some channeled spirit that this person was they're supposed to be there well we talked about twin flames last mm-hmm. week right um you know people who you know decide that um you know because some guru tells them that money is satanic and that if you really want to be a truly spiritual being you should do what you can to distance yourself from money so they do that and they lose their job and they can't pay their bills and they end up homeless Mm -hmm. you know um you know uh, you know people who like they lose their children you know people who who really see really difficult horrible hardship bring difficult horrible hardship on their lives and and the the shittiest thing about that is that when that happens well there are two shitty things about that one is that when that happens i'm sorry there are three shitty things about that one is that when that happens usually the source of the spiritual information thing that kind of got them going like the, the thing that knocked them down that rabbit hole to begin with that false medium or or guru or false prophet or whoever that person is they fucked off a long time ago yep they don't care they they got you to drink the kool-aid and they got the money that they needed from you or whatever the hell else they got from you and, and they're gone they have no concern for your well-being yep. they don't give a shit 
you know? Um, so that's one of the shitty things. The other shitty thing is that these people very often, even after having gone through all of that hardship and difficulty and pain, they still don't realize because they are so far gone. They still do not realize like, holy shit, this is, this is my fault because mm-hmm. I chose to believe in this crap and I made these awful life decisions. And they want to place the blame on someone else or some other spirit and well, they're cursed. that happens too. Well, that's an, and that's another form of spiritual bypass, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, like the fact that my relationship fell apart, the fact that my kids don't talk to me, the fact that I can't hold down a job, the fact that, you know, whatever, 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 right? That couldn't possibly be because I just am really not very smart. I lack common sense. I have impulse control issues and I generally just make really shitty life choices, right? Mm-hmm. That couldn't possibly have anything to do with those things. No, it's because I've been cursed, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're absolutely right. You cursed yourself, dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Um, consider that a consultation and get the hell out my door, right? Um, but I think the third shitty thing that happens in those situations is that if for some reason these people, we've, we, we've seen this happen to a couple of clients of ours over the years, right? People who have done this, they have listened to other people, they have gone off the deep end, and they come in and they still talk to us, right? And we can see we can see like, oh God, you're, you've lost it. And mm-hmm. we can tell them, right? Like we're doing, you and I have both had these conversations where we have tried to pull them back from the edge. Like, please don't do this. Oh my God, would you please look at what you're doing? Will you please consider this? Right. You know, and, um, you know, and we've tried to help, we've tried to help these people, but for whatever reason, they're not hearing what we have mm-hmm. to say. Right. What happens then to a lot of these people is that they, their world falls apart around them. And, you know, and hopefully, and some of them have, they find a way to, like, they pick up the pieces, Mm -hmm. right? And they find a way to kind of put their life back together. And it's never the same as it was before because things have been far too damaged, Mm -hmm. right? But, But they find a way to move forward. And then when that, because of all of that negativity, though, they then decide all of the spiritual stuff is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And it's all evil because look at what happened to me. And so it can't be real, mm. right? And then and they adopt this very um, atheistic kind of apathetic or this very hostile kind of an attitude about spirituality and these kinds of things. When really, to be honest, those kinds of things are really supposed to be a wonderful supplement to our lives, mm-hmm. right? Spiritual practice is supposed to be something that, that enriches our lives mm-hmm. and helps us. You that know. doesn't mean it's fun all the time. No, oh, it can't be. No, because it's if it, if you're doing it real, if if your spiritual practice is real, it's you're gonna have some moments where it's gonna be really shitty, yeah. um, and that doesn't mean you did anything wrong. That just means you got to keep going and get back to a good point. Um, but I think that's really sad when that happens because you you see in each of those situations, you know, just. Uh, it's just it's so much unnecessary damage inflicted by mm-hmm. by false teachers and, and gurus inflicted on people by themselves and you know and ultimately the loss of of everything including their belief i have a very and this is just my opinion and everyone can take it for what it's worth if your spiritual practice starts to negatively impact those around you you're probably not doing something right. If your spiritual practice starts to negatively impact your... Now, I'm not just saying like, oh, my husband doesn't like that I'm a witch. No, that's... I don't. Well, I'm, that's fine. Get over it. Um, You know, that, that's not saying that then you should not be a witch, but when it starts to negatively impact in terms of like, let's say 
you've now gone down this road of spiritual bypassing and you're balanced and you have good control or you feel you have good control over things like your post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, you just go to three sound baths a week and da da da, da. Like, okay, cool, whatever, good for you. But then your child who went through that same experience as you is starting to exhibit signs of post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to take them along to your three sound baths a week. And all they're doing is ending up freaking out, triggering, and going comatose. That's not cool. Yeah. You've now effectively can created such harm in that child. And that's ritualistic abuse. Uh, that is spiritual and ritualistic abuse yes if you decide decide that because it worked for you it's going to work for your child even though no matter what's happening with your child it's not working that's spiritual and ritualistic abuse it's neglect Hmm. if you have a child who's autistic and you don't believe in autism, he's just a star seed, or they're just a star seed, you are doing that child a disservice. Yeah. Because what's going to happen when you are no longer around to take care of them? Yeah, and they haven't developed any of those skills. They've developed no skills, and all they can do is sit in a corner and rub their rock. Yeah. You have done a disservice to your child. Yeah. And... I'm sorry, but no matter how high high your vibes are or how pure your energy was or how clear your karma was in this life, that's a huge fucking debt to pay. And when you go over to the other side and you meet those spirits and your ancestors, they're going to kick your fucking ass upside down, sideways, inside and out for not taking care of your child the way your child needed to be taken care of. It's an interesting aside. You notice that there are a lot of people in the world who for whatever reason, don't, well, you know, I mean, I won't say for whatever reason, but people for very personal, selfish reasons, they, they, they're not good parents, you know, and I'm not trying to say, being a parent is, is hard shit. Yes. I'm not trying to say being a parent is easy, but there are a lot of people out there who become parents who really probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's always made me kind of wonder if those people, if they fall into the belief around things like past lives soul contracts ugh, god forbid because it's ridiculous the way that new agers think of it but karma you know these kinds of things how those people who buy into that shit and then also turn out to be really crap parents they like do they not see that by assuming the responsibility of being a parent for that other soul in this lifetime and then so horribly failing that other soul as a parent, how much spiritual shit they are going to have to deal with. That I I just I always want to ask people that, like, so you're you know, and yeah, and I'm just I must also be like, did it ever occur to you that you really kind of in the process of damaging this other soul in this way, you you really fucked yourself mm-hmm. quite a well, bit. Has it, I don't think it ever occurs to these people who fall into the realm of spiritual psychosis or spiritual bypassing or anything like that at how, yes, your spirituality is your own, but that stops when it starts to affect other people. Yeah. A lot of people like to use the whole First Amendment, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, your freedom of speech stops when it starts to incite hate 
amongst other people. Your freedom of speech stops when it incites violence and harm against other people. When it starts to harm or hinder another group of people actively, that's when your freedom of speech stops. Um, and okay. it, it's the same when it comes to um, it's, it's the same when it comes to spirituality. Your spirituality is yours. Do not force that on someone else because in the process of you trying to be the highest vibest, most vibiest, coolest self ever, you're probably going to end up fucking up a lot of people along the way. Yeah. You're raking up more karmic quote unquote debt than your ash. You're writing a karmic check. Your ass can't cash. And you need to be aware of that. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about karma as like making me want to vomit. So let's Trust just, me, let's, I know. just let's just yeah. Um, all right. What are some since we talked about these things, what are some red signs? I we've mentioned almost all of these in our discussion so far, but just to kind of make things clear, what are some red signs? What are some things maybe for people to be paying attention to or looking out for in their own practice? and in the practice of maybe some other people around them that they care about that would be pretty clear signs like, yeah, this person is bought into something or this person is choosing to believe something that could be very harmful for them. First and foremost, if that person is just actively not taking care of themselves, I say it all the time, how are you going to trust a practitioner to do a money spell if they can't pay their bill? Yeah. If, 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 if you're going to pay someone to do spiritual work for you and they themselves are in a constant state of flux and a constant state of disaster and chaos, probably don't want to, pro, pro, probably no. Probably no. Yeah, okay. most likely no. You know, uh, I uh, people don't like that when they come to me because if someone comes to me and my spirits say, no, you, you're not doing this, this, this work, mm -hmm. then I don't do it. Yeah. I don't do it. I'll ask my spirits why later, and usually they'll tell me, but that's that. And I don't care how much you're willing to pay me. I don't care what you're willing to do. I'm not doing it. Hmm. That is a good sign. Now, if you come to me and you flash me $5,000 and you want me to bring your man back, it's not that I couldn't, but if my spirits tell me no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Well, that's because you're ethical. There are a lot of other practitioners out there that would, that shouldn't be practitioners because mm -hmm. they're shady and dishonest as fuck and they're not probably not what they really claim to be well, but there the but there are a lot of other people out there that would be like they that five thousand dollars looks pretty pretty nice and i'm yeah i'll tell you i'll do this spell for you even though the spirits have already told me no you know and that it's not going to matter what i throw at this it's not going to work because they're way more fucking powerful and influential in this shit than i am mm -hmm. you know uh, but they're going to take your money and yeah. they'll lie to you and then when that spell doesn't work they'll gaslight you and lie to you again yeah, you didn't pay enough. The spirits didn't accept your exactly. Offering. Yes, you didn't do what you need to do on your end. Yep. So, yeah. um, so basically, big red flag. If they aren't doing the work themselves and they're unstable, that's that's a red flag. Do not take spiritual advice from someone who can't take care of themselves. Okay. I was going to throw it out I because I see this being an issue now, particularly with the nature of like online witchcraft mm -hmm. and spiritual practice, right? Everything is online now. People are like like online, 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 right? It's to a point now where I'm almost thinking like we should subcategorize a, a, a whole facet or branch of spiritual practices to just like online spirituality. Because it's Keyboard very, because it's yeah, basically yeah, because it's very much its own thing. Um, I think it's it's becoming its its own. God, it's like an egregore. Um, anyway, but one is I see is um, 
that would be a good warning sign around something within the realm of like spiritual psychosis is, is it trendy? Like all of a sudden, like, is everyone talking about this now? Is this the cool new thing that every personality, everybody that you follow on whatever social media platform or, you know, all the people that are working at your favorite witchcraft shop, they're all doing this thing, right? Uh, but when you talk to them about it, none of them can seem to really give you information as to why they're all doing the thing, right? Like, like there's a pretty tree there growing, but it doesn't have any roots, Right. Um, that to me has always been a, like, okay, this is something you probably want to walk away from. Yeah. Because this can't be real. Yeah. Uh, or if it was at one point, it isn't anymore. Yeah. Um, so don't don't buy in. Don't be a part of the cult. So I think trends and and fad kinds of spiritual movements, spiritual mm -hmm. kinds of things. Yes. Very much an issue. Very much a red flag. Yeah. Um, if this person is playing Halo with Hecate. Oh, God. That's spiritual psychosis. Don't trust them. You know that's bullshit. Hecate doesn't even like Halo. No, she's more of a Final Fantasy gal. Yeah. Yeah. Or Kingdom Hearts. Actually, <laughs> she's really looking forward to um, um, the new Diablo coming out. Well, that would make sense for her. Yeah. Just to clarify, I want to say we are we are joking. We are yeah, joking. Yeah, we are um, joking, 100%. Yeah, I, I can't say for sure that Hecate... That doesn't like video games because I'm not Hecate. Exactly. Uh, so, but I also am not going to be stupid enough to sit around and say, oh yeah, I played Elder Scrolls all afternoon with Hecate. It's like, the fuck you did? The fuck you did? This is a god. She's got way more important shit to do than yeah. to fuck around with you. Yeah. Um, another sign of spiritual psychosis, if they are constantly under magic or spiritual attack, uh, or if they are constantly in some sort of magical or spiritual warfare. Good one. Because I'm sorry, but you're not special and or powerful enough to be constantly there. And if you were that powerful, why the fuck your ward's getting hit all the time? If you are so powerful that you want to post a video about how you shouldn't be fucked with, you probably shouldn't post that video. You probably should have just been focusing on keeping your ward steady. True. If if that's if that's your caliber of witchcraft, aka bitchcraft, then you're in spiritual psychosis. No one's throwing a curse at you. No one's putting your name in a fucking lemon because you stubbed your toe. You stubbed your toe because you're not picking up your fucking feet and you're probably high. God, I wish. So yeah, if you're in a constant state of spiritual attack or spiritual warfare, you're in a state of spiritual psychosis and you really need to ground and like figure some shit out. Yeah. You're not that special. Well, also I I, I think of like one of the, one of the things that has been and I I don't really talk about it much because I I mainly because I really to be honest, I don't even know where to start. Um but perfect example of spiritual psychosis that comes to my mind in recent years is the whole concept of shifting uh. and you know and i've had a few people um even people who've come into the shop that have talked about well i shifted into this dimension or i did this meditation and i didn't realize like i wasn't trying to but then i i, I like i found myself in a totally different place or in a different world you know and then there's a part of me that always wants to kind of like like hear that person out like are you maybe you you could you have been doing some astral travel? Like maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you didn't realize you had this ability and, you know, and you, you're doing some astral work and you don't realize, you know, um, and then, you know, but they, they always follow up to like, well, I shifted into this different reality 
you know, and I'll be honest, my personal perspective of the universe is that we, we are kind of a multidimensional universe. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of, for a lot of people, that's a little woo woo, you know, and I'll even admit, I don't even know what the hell that means entirely. Right. But then these people will follow up that like, like shifted to a different reality with, um, and they're relating details like, and in this reality, you know, I was part of a group of teenagers who rode around in a van and we solved mysteries with a dog. Bitch, you, know? you fell asleep watching Scooby-Doo. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's one of these, like, like I've had that interaction where people are like, well, I shifted into my favorite anime. Or I, I shifted into, a God, uh, who knows? Who knows, right? You know? And there's a part of me that's like, oh my God. That you is know? called like, delusions. Like that, that is, is a, yes. That is a classic case of psychotic delusional episodes. Yes, you that that is delusion. Absolutely. You know, um I don't even have a fucking degree in psychology and I can tell you that shit. So I don't know. That one to me though has been a big one in recent years. There's just there just seems to be this idea. And again, I want to blame New Age spirituality and I want to blame eclectic approaches to practice because new ageism and eclectic approaches to witchcraft and paganism these kinds of things they actively encourage a lack of structure they actively encourage just being open and accepting of everything and you can't you've got to have some common sense you have to be critical at some you point you have to have discernment you've got to have discernment and you've got to be skeptical you cannot just believe that everything is possible because it isn't well i had this i had i had an interaction like this uh, a couple weeks back that wanted a tarot deck okay cool are you just starting well i'm trying i've been reading tarot but i want to learn traditional okay so you then you need to start with a right away like straight up right away get the deck book set 34.95 good price here took it held it asked if it was right on their timeline and they went no but this one to which they then proceed to reach for the dreams of gaia tarot which is a lovely tarot which deck. is a lovely tarot deck but does not have a lot of the traditional symbolism and or meaning no it does not and so and i went okay but that's not traditional with it well this is the one i need for this timeline and i was like yeah yeah, the timeline thing also really irritates me. I didn't even me. understand what that meant, and I went, well, okay, I'm not going to argue because it's a more expensive deck, so I was like, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. You know? And ultimately, they came back and they're like, so I got that deck, and I just don't feel like I'm doing, like, I'm not learning the traditional style. And I went, it's because you didn't get the prior fucking light. You lean in real quietly and say, it's because you're on the wrong timeline. No, because I'm not going to... The the Becky that lives on this other timeline, she's learning it. I, Maybe your consciousness isn't fifth dimensional enough. No, I just... I just it just flabbergasts me. Because th- these are also the same people. Here's another sign of spiritual psychosis. If you are claiming to have such strong intuition, but you're going into another shop, or you're talking to someone, and you can't make a fucking decision... Mm. Like... If you go into a shop and you ask, what is a do- what is the traditional tarot deck to learn wrong? Anyone's going to go, the Rider Waite. Boom. The Rider Waite, or if you really want to get extracurricular, the Thoth. Okay, cool. You mean the Toth? The Tahootie. The Thoth. The Tahootie. It's the Thoth deck. Uh, so, which is by Aleister Crowley or what the fuck ever. Well, he, he commissioned the deck, but once again, a woman actually did all the work. Yes, of course. And so, 
And your response is, okay, well, I intuitively feel that it would... Uh, so you asked me to give you an answer. You didn't like the answer because I didn't pick the deck you wanted or the crystal you wanted or the incense you wanted or the book you wanted. Mm -hmm. Just make the fucking decision and instead of having to do the whole intuitively, I just knew. No, you didn't intuitively knew. Otherwise, you didn't, wouldn't have fucking asked. Yeah. Maybe they just wanted a second opinion. The the Archangel Metatron and uh, Odin and the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse and all of the other spirits that are whispering in their ears weren't opinion enough. They needed oh. to ask you to. Leads me to another thing. Oh. Another state of spiritual psychosis. You are the savior of the world. You're meant to do big things. Yeah, there is that. If someone is telling you, you don't know what I'm doing, or if their response is, you don't know what I'm capable of and what my purpose is, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm the savior, I am the messiah of this world, I'm going to, you'll see, you'll see in the year to come, I'm going to be doing these awesome, wonderful, amazing things that's going to change everyone's life, and I'm going to save you. That's crazy. Now, see, our listeners... Well, probably most of them will go, yeah, that sounds fucking nuts. But guess what? That's a conversation we fucking had. Yeah, we, and this we, is a bitch yeah. who's doing work for other people. Yes, she's, she's, uh, yes, this particular. She's doing work for other people, yes, but she can't interpret her own goddamn fucking dreams. Well, and she definitely does have a, a, a messiah complex. Um, and it's, it's terrifying. <sighs> Which leads me back to the original. If you cannot interpret your own fucking dreams probably if you cannot do your own spiritual work then yeah do not offer your yeah, own spiritual exactly, work to other yeah, people yeah if you're if you can't do your own shit you shouldn't be doing it for other people absolutely yeah and yeah i mean that i mean that wholeheartedly which means if you can't read your fucking tarot cards without a fucking book don't read for anyone else don't do it learn your goddamn tools Unless you have some reason with that. You know, I used to take a really hard line on that with a like, okay, you should not be reading for people at a professional level. Okay, okay, let, let me let me explain this, okay? Because I still kind of take that line, okay? But I used to be a lot more hard-assed about this, okay? I used to tell people, and I, I teach classes on the tarot, I used to tell people that you, you can absolutely read from a book, if you need to decipher meanings or you have a difficult time remembering meanings for your cards, because it's terror. There's a lot of shit to remember, right? But you should not be reading for someone at a professional level. You are not ready to read at a professional level for other people in exchange for money and other services. You should not be reading at a professional level and still relying on your book for interpretation yeah that's what i just said because well I, but okay but understand there are people out there who for whatever reason like they've got neurodivergencies they've got for whatever reason there they're going to have issues with memory right where maybe the book is something that they will absolutely need but i'm going to say again these are probably people that should not be working in a professional capacity as a card reader um not because of those issues but because they obviously have not been able to fully learn the tool right you're not going to become a surgeon if you haven't gone to medical school and haven't learned how to actually do 
the surgery. I'm right? just gonna say this: if I'm paying you, uh, if I'm paying you seventy five dollars for an hour long reading, and I sit down, you whip out a fucking book, and your excuse to me is, "Well, I have a hard time remembering," I'm gonna go, "I want my fucking money back." Well, no, I agree, and that's that's where I have to kind of say, like, I I, I still kind of hold that line or my belief that yeah, you should not be using the book. But I also, in looking at that and trying to be mindful of, of different people and the way that they kind of process information and the different way that memory can work for a lot of us, right? I also have to remember, on the other hand, that nothing tells me more quickly that I'm not getting a psychic or intuitive reading. Nothing is going to tell me that more quickly than you having to pull out and read something verbatim from a book. Mm -hmm. Now, I have had readings. I have had readings where they have gone through and they have interpreted it intuitively mm -hmm. and then they'll they'll come back with okay so we've done the intuitive interpretation now i actually want to go through like the book and like i actually want to like like let's see what the actual like what are these assigned meanings because you might actually get more detail on that that i'm like uh, that just seems that's like odd, but all right. I mean, everybody's got their own style, right? You know, but well, that the just cool thing seems like a really like. Are they just trying to prolong the reading at that point? No, no, they're 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 like it's particular cards they did, so it wasn't ah. every card. So it's like you know, this card really stuck out to me, and this is the intuitive I feel like I got on this. Uh, I would like to look up the you know the full meaning or like there's a story behind it. It happens more often with oracle cards usually. Um, then so that way hopefully my intuitive reading and the interpretation here in the book that it's assigned can kind of like fill in holes if there are any and i'm like all right i could see that as long as you're not going to charge me for extra time okay cool okay um but again i'm i'm i i am very much of the opinion if you do not know your tools you should not be charging for your work no, no, I mean absolutely, yeah. And no, that is no, not I, no, me. I, no, I agree. That is that is not me trying to be an asshole. That is not not me trying to be ableist. But if you are charging, if you are charging an arm and leg for a reading, and it is an in person reading, okay, mm -hmm. that that's an issue. If it's a phone reading, that's an issue. Now, if you're the type of person who doesn't have the time to do those things. And so you're you're gonna type up a report, whatever. Well, I think I, well, I think more and more you're 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 talking less about say something like that would be as straightforward as a tarot or a card reading at that point, right? Because I mean there are other types of readings where yes. you're talking about like like astrology readings, like mm -hmm. oh my god, there's an, an astrologer out there that is gonna remember every detail of every person's chart no they, they need references they yes. need books they need to be able to look shit up they yes. need ephemera they need these things right yes. um you know and so so it's yeah i don't you know i don't, I don't want to go too uh, too far into a tangent here with this but um yeah but i felt the need to kind of clarify that a little bit in response to what you said because i i think there are people out there and if we're trying to be as inclusive as possible we do have to you know we do have to say like you know yeah absolutely if you if you need something like an additional reference for this then wonderful go for it um but you really you do need to consider that if you get to a point where you're deciding you want to do this service for other people yeah if you're going to make it your full-time job yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know and and i get i get it i get neurodivergencies i understand those things i'm very i'm very i'm very open and accepting of them one of my one of my students in my awakening the witch class last year had some of these things and i went above and beyond to make sure that they succeeded had all the things they needed and I, above and beyond i'm all for that i am all for making the acceptance i'm all for making adjustments i'm all for that well as long as you went above and beyond 
I'm, I, I'm all for doing those things. I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to help guide. Um, but it's like if you're paying someone to do a spell for you and then their response is to tell you how to do the spell for yourself, you're then just paying for a consultation, not the actual spell work. If you're, you know, and if this is a person whose only herbal knowledge is lavender, rose, and jasmine, because mm. they're pretty. They're pretty. Well, I mean, jasmine's kind of... And you're hiring them to do a bind? Probably not the best choice. Anyway, digress. Probably not, yeah. I don't know. I just I wanted to talk about this, but like I said, I, I don't really feel I'll, I'll just me personally. I don't, this episode has not been this topic is not a satisfying one to discuss for me because I really I just don't see that there is a fix for this. But I think, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I think it's something that we do need to continue to discuss. I because these are very real and very damaging yes, issues. I, I I don't think there is a permanent fix, but I do believe that if our generation, the next generation, continues to do what we can to be voices of truth, voices of light, voices of compassion, voices of understanding, um, and teach, we can hopefully do more good than harm. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so, a, a really good, yeah. A really good rule of thumb is if you yourself... Are having that question of like, oh well, am I having? Am I am I spiritually bypassing? Am I doing? Am 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 I in spiritual psychosis? Sit with that for a minute, and ask yourself, when's the last time you did something without magic? When's the last time your first initial response to something that has inconvenienced you or or popped up in your life? When's the last time you didn't go, oh? I need to get a candle. Yeah. And if your response is, I can't remember, then you probably need to put yourself on a little bit of a magic fast. Yeah. You definitely need to rebalance something. Um, and I know that sounds odd coming from someone who... Well, we're witches and we use magic. Exactly. And I, and I do I use it every day. But here's the thing. A healthy, balanced spiritual practice even including, especially in witchcraft, means that not only are you making that spell bag for healing, you're also taking that healing spell bag with you to your doctor's appointments. Yes. It's not, you know, making sure that you're keeping your energy clean to make the big sad go away. It's making sure you're keeping your energy and your space clean energetically physically and making sure that you're doing all you can to keep your mental health in check and in balance on a mundane level. Yeah. I, I, I got into this talk with someone who was like, well, I just can't seem to find a therapist. And I went, okay, have you tried? And their response was, I've looked, but I've not called anyone. And I went, okay. So if you want to work magic in this situation, do something to attract a, the, the right therapist to you. Okay. 
do that work mm-hmm. and then actively seek out the therapist. Yeah. And you'll know because you will click with that therapist immediately. Well, in doing that working, you could program something and they're like, like, this will be a sign. Yeah. Like, you could program it like to like... The therapist will say this exact thing. Right? Yeah. Or, yeah. So. or the therapist will say, yeah, and I might pull my tarot cards out in our in our session. Yeah. Because it does happen. I know that therapists who use tarot cards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so please... From one from one person who battles mental illness to maybe others, you can incorporate the magical into the mundane. We get that question all the time. Well, how do you work both? How do you how do you do both? You just do it. You you exactly. You live your life. You live your life. And then you do the witchy shit and extra. Exactly. You live your life in the most mundane sense whilst also supplementing those things with magic. Mm-hmm. If you're cleaning up your depression hole, which is, you know, your bedroom after you oh. had a depressive episode okay. and everything's piled up and it's just messy, throw in some spiritual cleansing in there. Refresh your wards. Do a floor sweep. Wipe down your walls or your altar. Throw some Florida water into your laundry when it's when you're washing it. Then you are effectively combining the magical and the mundane. Add the Florida water to the washer once it's full. Yes. Don't just pour Florida water on your clothes. That, no. could, that could be a... You, you could you could ruin your clothing. You could ruin your clothing. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, if you're the type of person who's battling anxiety on a daily basis and your response is to, is to grab a rose quartz and cling to it but not actually do any form of breathing, any form of grounding or or anything of the sort you need to incorporate those things and make sure you're programming that crystal to help you in that time i'm feeling anxious i'm programming you to help calm me in these times and bring me back to a mindful more full state Mm -hmm. that's how you incorporate the mundane and the magical you don't just roll a candle and herbs light it the fuck up let it go and then hope for the best Though those can also be effective spells. Yeah. You have to incorporate them both. And as someone who has battled mental illness their entire life, continues to do so, continues to have that monster, you can effectively incorporate them. And it's okay. You can take medication. It's okay. And it doesn't affect your magic or your power one bit. So there you go. Yes. Done. Off my soapbox. Thank you. That was uh, that was quite the soapbox. Um, so spiritual bypass bad. Yes. Spiritual psychosis bad. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we need to wrap this up because uh, my mom Brigitte and I are going to go get ice cream. Um, is there anything you want to add? Not really. Okay. Stay safe and stay healthy. Um, how would you? question just popped in my brain oh, she's gonna be mad i'm gonna be late for ice cream how how would you say how would you tell our listeners what is sign what are signs that they might be potentially going into spiritual psychosis well we already talked about those oh did we yeah oh. we already threw out some red flags oh well, there you go okay never mind ignore me it's been a long stressful day y'all yes you had to take roxy to the groomer there was more to it than that thank you no, you're right. It was a stressful groomer interaction. Yes. Yeah. 
These people who listen to our podcast don't need the details of our personal life. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with um, a, a lovely guest, someone that we've been looking forward to talking to since uh, before the holidays, actually, which I say as though it was that long ago, and really it wasn't. It was only like three weeks ago. Um, anyway. Is it? Uh, the not so old grown. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. And then we'll have to uh, bore our listeners again with an episode with just us the week after that. But then the week after that, we have uh, Keanu on the podcast. <gasps> Yay! So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, anyway, uh, that's it for me. I'm, I got nothing to say. I got uh, nothing else to say. Cool. Awesome. Happy witching.